Sacramento. Hello and welcome to the 916 Republic podcast. I'm Nolan and today I'm joined in the studio by none other than Scott Waits and Zach Winnick. Boys, how are we doing this evening? Glad to be back. It's good to have like, you back, Zach. I feel like it's been a while. It has been. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a it's, it's been a weird off season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's our first one, so we didn't really know yes. what to expect. But yes. hey, here we are, and it is also the off season. So yeah, the off kinda. season is just weird. Yeah, yeah. Just how kinda. how are you, Nolan? I'm doing quite well. Yeah. Yep. It's did you did you go for a bike ride today? I, I saw you had your run. bike. I did have my bike. I did go ride my bike a little bit today, but I for exercise I ran. Okay. Training wise, I ran. So biked for pleasure. Biked for to get to class. Okay. Uh. <laughs> or to a meeting, and then bikes to get out of the meeting a meeting and then with my professor about my paper oh Oh. yes i I meant that to be like a sexual joke but i thought i was waiting for somebody to say something paper (laughs) yeah is that what the The kids are calling it these days that's what they call it uh okay well on that note hey uh (laughs) look us up on social media we are on twitter instagram facebook reddit I don't know Facebook. whatever. Yeah, get on Facebook media. and like our page. I have no idea how Facebook works. Um, <laughs> but I, we like, gonna figure it out, yeah, baby. Yeah. I boosted it for like five dollars and got a bunch of fake ass followers. <laughs> <Did you> really? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Hey, if you're one of those followers. If you're one of them, thank you. If you fell not, into the trap of <laughs> yeah. Facebook marketing. <laughs> uh, you're in it, Thailand. It just and fell. you don't know what the heck nine one six public. That's literally is. what it is. It's like people from like Africa and stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's but, awesome. Hey. Now they're learning about Sacramento soccer. There so you go. Happy for them. Positives, positives, yeah, positives, yeah. positives. Zach, do you, what do you post on the the gram? Do you do do what do you what do you do on the gram? I don't have Instagram really, so what, no. what's the activity? Uh, like? Anytime we're posting our podcast, uh, I'll put a post up. Anything big that goes on, yeah. like a signing or something like that, I'll okay. post. Um, or just like a news, anything big. It, the little things. I like to think like the little things, the little things here and there, the kind of daily stuff. Go find that on our Twitter. Okay. Yeah, it, the the like big highlight stuff of the like week, right, right, right. And the off season, maybe like every you know couple weeks, maybe big stuff every month. Go look in our Instagram. Got it. Got it. Cool. Yeah. And then we're we're on Twitter, Reddit. I mean, we don't have like our own Reddit. We just go on the Sac Republic Reddit. But um, yeah, that we have is, our own Reddit account. We do. We have yeah. like our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like personal stuff Not a thread, yeah. yeah but we don't have our own subreddit yeah yeah, yeah. is what it's called okay. and i would say if you want to talk to us if you want to like communicate with us dming us on instagram is a good way to do that yeah but i'm gonna see and, that and twitter quickly yeah yeah mm-hmm. so we also have an email we never check it so don't even try that's, yeah that's um, not a good idea we also have a patreon you can find us on patreon 916 republic Pay for those Facebook boosts <laughs> yeah <laughs> more like pay for uh, the mic stand that yes. we just got zach and I am very happy. Um, the other piece of equipment that we are about to buy, mm. hopefully within the next couple of weeks, that are going to allow us to do a lot more interviews. So, Something if you like the Hayden Partain interview, yes. Uh, if you liked the interview that we did with Mark Briggs and Rodrigo Lopez, mm. if you liked those, hey, send us some of your cash so yeah. we can do more of those. We can get money. more of that content out. We for just want to give you. We just want to give you guys content. That's all we want here. All right. It's In a selfless ask. Super selfless. Yep. <laughs> Then other news. Uh, all right, transitioning to our women's national team review. Look, the women they won four to nothing, and people are pissed. Okay, yeah. people are not happy. All right, how dare we? How dare we win only by four goals? Mm. How dare we wait a minute and a half 
to score <laughs> our first goal. Yeah. All right. So there's been some criticism around around the you know the news outlets and even amongst this table. Uh, just to review, the women won. They won four nothing against mm-hmm. Haiti. Um, I I thought they looked really good. They could have easily won six nothing, seven nothing. Um, it also could have been one one at seventeen minutes. It it should have been. been yeah. I think that's what people are frustrated about. Is, is like, like Haiti had a chance. Like okay, you score within a minute and a half, and you just expect to you know be up by three goals yeah, by halftime, yeah. right? Well, that didn't happen, and they should have been tied one to one. But for some reason, the Haitian Olymp was that called an Olympico when you score from a, uh, a, from a, a corner, corner kick, a direct. I call it a Tony Kroos because that's Tony the last time I've yeah, seen Tony it. Yeah. Um, it's called an Olympico, okay. but, um, for some reason that was called offside. I don't understand it. They right. should, they right. should have been tied one to one. And I think especially because the game at halftime was one zero, I think people were like uneasy mm-hmm. and then the U S came out and scored yeah. three goals in the second half yeah. and, it, and looked dominant. Yeah. So, and, and, and uh, to go off of that, Haiti, they look good. I think Haiti looked better than we expected them to. Mm-hmm. And we still won four yeah. to nothing. I, I think there were some Haitian midfielders that were writing some hard challenges, especially from Julie Ertz, that I was like, dude, like that girl, whoever that is, I didn't even catch her number, but like I was like, that girl can play. Mm-hmm. So and that, that happened a few times. So I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think Haiti actually didn't look that bad. Yeah. <laughs> and we still won four nothing. I was very happy with the performance. Um, so that, yeah, that's our women's national team. Yeah. Uh, I believe no one's going to talk to us a little bit about our men's coming. So, up. so really quick, the USA women play Friday. So we're released. We are recording Friday. Mm-hmm. They play today. We are releasing this episode on Monday. So they will have already played against Panama. Right. So sorry. The we men, don't have that the, review. The, the women will have already played. The, against the women will have already played against and Panama. And the men will have already played against Costa Rica. Yes. Um, so the U.S. men's national team is going to be in the U.S. or in Costa Rica. How do I never look this up until we start it's, recording? It's in L.A. <laughs> okay, it's in Los Angeles. Yeah, very close. Los Angeles. Um, they're playing Costa Rica. It is a friendly, so there's nothing that rides on this other than FIFA World Ranking numbers, which right. isn't even that much because it's only friendly. Um, and they, so the players that are in the January camp with U.S. men's national team are not the usual faces that you see in the men's national team camp. So we have, uh, I feel so stupid now. I have none of their names, but one of them happens to be from, uh, played for Orange County for a couple. Anyway, it's a lot of U23 players. There's a lot of U17 players. Brian or Brian Kao. Kao from Orange County. Yeah. He, he signed with Orange County, but I think is unattached. Currently he he is trying to sign in Europe. Yeah. Once he turns 18. So he's 17 right now. I'm pretty sure they're doing like under the table negotiations right now. And once he's 18, Right. Wolfsburg will go in for him. Something what, like that, yeah. the rumor is. Um, but anyway, really, really talented uh, U23 and U17 players for the men's national team, plus the usual MLS standouts, yeah. minus Michael Bradley because he's super hurt, and someone from Seattle because he's got to go play in the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, yeah, uh, Jordan Morris and mm-hmm. um, Christian Roldan left camp yes. to go train with Seattle, yeah. who Sacramento will be playing in like a week. Uh-huh. Super exciting. Right? Yeah. Not yep. even a week. It's like... Five days. days. Like when next, this episode comes week. out, they'll be playing this yeah. coming Wednesday. It's like Dang. two days. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Things you'll you see. Might, what? Yeah, I was just going to say, you'll see the, the big names you'll see, or quote unquote big names you'll see. Yeah. Par, Paul Areola, yeah. Jesse Zardes, Reggie Cannon, the plays for Dallas. Backs. 
Um, uh, yeah, Zimmerman will play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And what I heard to expect uh, from this game is like, like the the spine of the team will be those what seasoned uh, senior national team players, but then there's going to be maybe a center back who's a U23 player who's partnered yeah. with a Walker Zimmerman, and there might be, you know, a winger that gets put in that um, is a U23 player that. So that I, starts. I've got the the roster right here. Is ah, the you. goalies: uh, Bill Hamid, Bill Hamid, Sean Johnson, J.T. Mark Markinkowski, who went back to San Jose, he mm-hmm. was sent back, um, and Matt Turner. So Matt Turner is the probably the U23 goalie. Uh, there and then the defenders are julian arajo reggie cannon chase gasper justin glad aaron long mark mckenzie sam vines walker zimmerman so arajo cannon gasper glad um mckenzie and vines those are all u23 eligible players Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure um and then midfielders we have brendan aronson christian kappis brian kao Sebastian Legette, Paxton Pomichol, Christian Roldan, who again left already, and Jackson Ewell. Mm-hmm. So Aronson, Kappis, Kao, Pomichol, those are all U23 eligible. I think Ewell is as well, but I'm not 100% sure. He might already be too old. Uh, actually, I think Ewell is U23 eligible. And then forwards, Paul Areola, Jesus Ferreira, who his FIFA like papers to switch from Colombia mm-hmm. or Mexico. I can't remember. His former nationality to the U.S. just passed, so like he's eligible to play. Um, Jonathan Lewis, Ulysses Lanes, Jordan Morris, who again left already, and Jassy's artist. So Jesus Ferreira, Jonathan Lewis, Ulysses Lanes, those are all guys that are U23 eligible. Mm-hmm. And that's the U23 team is significant because the Olympic team for 2022 is a U23 competition. I don't know. I didn't know that until like two years ago. Mm-hmm. For the men, it's a U23 competition. Yeah, but for, for the, the women, women it's, it's a senior. Not. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Gotcha. Double standard. Did okay. not know um, that, actually. Well, anyway. it's because there's no other women's. Yeah, there's no other like, there's no women's gold cup. Yeah. Or there's no, you know, it's yeah. just the Olympics. Yeah. Olympics and the World Cup. Yeah. So Olympic qualifying, it's the U23's team, so look for those guys to do that. Um, that's that bit of news about international soccer. Uh, also in the news, Ben Gumpert has been snapping necks and cash and checks this year <laughs> and he was recognized by the sports business journal for being cla- for the being in the 2020 class of 40 under 40 so um i guess he just makes a lot of money and does a lot of good work in the sports industry yeah so they recognize him for it all it said was like the 40 sports executives under the age of 40 that should be recognized this mm-hmm. year so there were people from um like broadcasting agencies mm. or sports teams or league offices uh, ownership mm. groups so yeah yeah he was congrats great. to him congrats yeah people he, i i saw a lot of you know other people within the team say hey you know well deserved which like he got a a, a team promoted quote unquote air quotes <laughs> promoted financially promoted i guess to major league soccer so yeah hey good good job yeah true and it, it was long fought um okay moving on open cup round two matchups are out sacramento will play the oakland roots at the papa smurfies papa smurfs april 8th which is a wednesday i believe because that it's it's either tuesday or wednesday but it's april 8th mark your calendars this has been dubbed the (laughs) hella cup yes uh, we have also a couple things. We've also contributed uh, 
Well, somebody, somebody, I saw somebody on Twitter say the Hella Derby. Mm. Hella Derby. I think that's a little Derby. That's a little strong for yeah. teams that have never played before. Yeah. We've also submitted the Cannabis Cup. Yes. I like that. Uh-huh. That's. I feel like that's not a bad one. No. Um, there was another one. I forget what it was. Uh, the not Southern California Cup. Yeah. I don't know. I, there, yeah. It was. I don't there. know. Yeah. yeah. There's. It was forgettable. There's. There's. There were some other ones. Um, it's exciting. But we are excited to play Oakland. There, they have some former Major League Soccer players. Do so, they? oh, you have another one. The Yay Cup. The Yay Cup. Why yeah. is that a the Yay area? That's what people say. Like oh. the Bay Area. The Yay. The Yay. Oh. the Yay Cup. But like Sacramento's not the. No, nope. it's not. True. Have, have you heard of <laughs> Have you heard of the the uh, Louisville Indianapolis or in Indy Eleven? No. So they're like the no. Louisville Indianapolis area proximity. Derby or something. Oh my god! It's some. It's some like it's big some, long abbreviation. It's literally hundreds of miles apart. Thing. Right. That's what's like. Oh. They're kind of within the proximity area of each of other. Sort of. Kind oh. of. Sort of. Not really. Kind of Midwest. Kind yeah. of South. Kind of. <laughs> well, hey, it's, it's weird. But anyway, uh, with Oakland, uh, former player, uh, what's Octavio Guzman? He was on the roster last year. I haven't seen anything about him for this year. Okay. But I haven't been looking. Hmm. Um, okay. Moving on. Dennis Sanchez has been appointed the new academy director. Cool. I have I know nothing about him about other him. than he was apparently in that same role at the Columbus Crew. Columbus who, Crew. I, mean, I know nothing about that position. He, he's the head of the academy. Head, yeah. Okay. So there you go. Moving on. Josh Cohen was named man of the match this past Ooh, week yay. for his team in Israel, Machiavelli Hafia. Mm-hmm. Again, goalie, played for Sacramento. Yep. And he, he has been starting. We've said that before. And now he's winning man of the match for a 3-1 win. So... Apparently he is playing Scoring very goal. well. Hmm. I'm super glad to see him. Would love to see him back in Sacramento, maybe. Yeah. In for Major League Soccer, he seems to be, be like so in cool. Israel quite a bit. I, yeah, I mean, if He's you're playing well in well Israel, accepted. I feel like you can move up to a higher league yeah. in Europe, or you know, hey, come make your money back with Sacramento stateside. Yeah, finish your your electrical engineering masters at Sac State. Mm. Um, also in the news have been some signings and trialists on the Sacramento squad. So, um, Scott, do you want to take us through who these trialists happen to be? Yeah, so I'll do the trialists, and then Nolan will get into the signing, mm. the, the singular One signing singular. that we have. So the three trialists, first of all, they're all forwards, which I think is significant mm-hmm. because maybe we're trying to find a backup forward. Mm-hmm. Striker. To play, sorry. Specific. For, yes, central striker yeah. specifically to play. Um, maybe in front of Mario Panegos. I don't know. We'll see. But the first one is a six-four forward out of St. Mary's College of Maryland. Yes. Co- oh, I thought it was out California. Of no, wow. out of Maryland. Threw me for yeah. Loop. Maryland D three school. D three school. Wow. Uh, you can look up his li- highlights. His name is Khalid Balogun. He has some highlights too. Mm. Yeah, he, he's D three, but there's some highlights. He's a he, humdinger. He's a little dribbly. Yeah, he's got he's got some uh, some he's shots. Some speed. Uh, the number two trialist is Ashkenoff. Apollyon. Yeah. These are all Americans, by the way. Um, he played in Thailand professionally. I think he played in like the fourth division of France, which is Whoa. not professional. Mm. Like literally, it's, yeah, an, it's, it's an amateur league. Yeah. It's like Sunday league. Yeah. Mm. yeah kind of. Um, and then he also played for the Sounders U23s like a couple of years ago mm. as a 25-year-old. Anyway. <laughs> and then the last one, who we know literally nothing yeah. about <laughs> other than he's a forward, is... Dowdy C A Dowdy Dowdy C A Dowdy C A. Yep. 
Don't Google it. That's yeah. all I'll say. No, nope. um, not a good idea. I'm not even going to tell you how to spell it. <laughs> and those are the trialists. So again, yeah. they're all forwards, maybe forward winger. There's some flexibility there, but that's kind of all we know about them. Yeah. You could go on YouTube, look up some of their highlights. It's a developing situation. They could be chopped from the sky yeah. next week and we'll never hear about them So again. I guess they some of them design. came from um, the, open, the tryout. open tryouts or maybe combines, stuff like that. Yeah. So we're not really quite sure where they all came from other than a couple of them came from open tryouts. Yeah. So that's it. That's that. Those but are the trialists. One man whose name is inked in old glory red is a new <laughs> geek goalkeeper, Adam Grinwis. Mm. So I like him because of the way his hair is shaded. He is a ginger. quite a ginger. <laughs> he looks quite like And Scott. it's about damn time, y'all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know, honestly, Scott, Has you there... are getting more and more blonde. Your, your hair, so but not your beard. is still fiery. So yeah. in when the sun starts to come out, like uh-huh. it's been pretty sunny yeah. recently, my hair gets lighter. Yeah, like at your so wedding? Like the summertime, my hair is uh, is a, a little bit more strawberry blonde. And then yeah. in the winter, when it's okay. like depressing, it gets a little <laughs> bit more brown. Yeah. Got you, got yeah. you. Yeah, at your wedding, well, it it, you were, I saw a picture of your wedding the other day. I was like, Scott is blonde in this picture. Yeah. Anyway. But his beard is bright red. Our new goalie, he and is And so is the hair of... Of Adam Grinwis. He sounds like uh, a Harry Potter professor. He does. Professor Grinwis. Professor Grinwis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. Okay. Professor Grinwis. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, the... No, no, uh, no, no, no. Has there been a ginger on Sacramento's team ever before? I don't think so. Wow. The trainer, the athletic trainer, yeah. has red hair. Yeah, yeah that's but true. Not, but not a player. player. Yeah, wow. This is groundbreaking. So. Wow. Uh, anyways, we, we don't are inclusive. <laughs> yeah, we're an inclusive club. We have redheads. Uh, so we we don't know a lot about him other than his red hair. Uh, he's played around in MLS. He was with Orlando City most recently. He played for the Rochester Rhinos. I think St. Louis as well. St. Like, Louis. But this, that was like four years ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Um, and he doesn't have like his compilation highlight videos are from his time at the University of Michigan. And... So with these kinds of players, you can kind of, you can infer from what they don't show you what their weaknesses are, and from what he hasn't shown us in his highlight videos, he's probably not very good with the ball at his feet, um, which has been a common criticism of Rafa Diaz. I I could be totally wrong. I could like yeah. maybe he's just a great shot stopper, and that's what he chose to put on YouTube, and just didn't. It's harder maybe to get clips of like passing out of the back as a goalkeeper. I don't do not know how that goes, um, but. I'm going to guess that that's a part of the game that's not like a core aspect of who he is. Um, And so he's going to have to learn to pass because Sacramento is a team that likes to have the ball sometimes. And And, and to go off that, it's something Shuttleworth gave us last Mm -hmm. year and it seemed to be really beneficial for us. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, look for him. Look to see how he develops in his game. But I will say, like, he's got some freaking guts coming out off his line on, like, when a striker's coming at him one-on-one, he'll... He'll get out there, put his body on the line. He'll come out and, and grab a ball out of midair from a set piece. Like, he's aggressive. Yeah, very aggressive when he's in his own, you know, mm-hmm. 18 or so. But And yeah. and he didn't play hardly at all for Orlando last right. year. So in terms of, like, being sharp, he might have to – I mean, it's the off season, yeah. But he really didn't play except for in the Open Cup – he did have some penalty saves in a shootout against NYC FC to advance Orlando in the Open Cup, that's I saw. but that's all he played in. And I think the season before for Orlando, he played in like ten games. Hmm. So he he hasn't he's been not, the guy. He he's hasn't not been a starter. on the. He's not a starting quality keeper. Mm-hmm. 
yeah in mls which is good hey he's 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 got a home maybe he is starting quality maybe he's not we we don't know we'll see Mm -hmm. true see what he looks like well to kind of transition here sorry last thing about that he Mm -hmm. has not been given the number one number like yeah. he, he's Man. not he's been given number 99 and there was the team kind of put out a thing like oh they're competing for the number one shirt him and yeah. diaz so yeah so so that know. that kind of leads me to think like okay maybe he's not the straight up quality keeper that we are used to having mm-hmm. maybe he is i don't know and he, this is just a formality thing this is maybe just a briggs like hey yeah every position is up for battle so true yeah uh, yeah new coach coming in uh could be um yeah so uh to kind of transition here we had put out a potential lineup on our Twitter. If you haven't um, checked that out, go check it out, go comment. Um, and we're going to discuss it here. Uh, we got a lot of awesome response for it. Um, uh, so I'll go ahead and read off the potential lineup that we had, and then uh, we'll just kind of dive into uh, the response that we got. So up top, we have Awasa, um, Belmar on the right, Warner on the left. Um, we have Roro, Skundrich and Villery all in the midfield. And then we have from left to right on the back line, Barahona, Keenan, Hilliard Ars, and McCrary with Grinwis, Professor Grinwis mm. in net. Um, and the response on our Twitter was um, there was a lot of, cons- well, not, there was a good amount of concern um, spoken out about the depth at striker and center back mostly. Um, so what do you think? What do you think of that guys? What, what do we think of the depth, uh, at both of those positions? I think it's a concern. If we look back on the 2019 season, we saw that stretch in the middle of, of the run where Cameron Alasa was in and out due to injury. And then he could only play like substitute minutes. And so there yeah. was a really, really Sacramento had a really hard time finding goals, um, in that period. And they dropped a lot of points um, because of it and so I think that Iwasa when he's healthy is everything that Sacramento needs um, but it's it's that he's one that guy. balance of like you have to be able to rest guys you have to um, be ready to have Cameron Iwasa go down with an injury and put a guy in who can still um, win games for you so Panagos is a forward he can play the striker role Belmar to an extent has played that striker mm-hmm. um, so like there's room within the squad already um, to provide cover, but I think that if Sacramento is serious about about this title challenge, um, they have to take Cam's injury history into account and get a guy who can back him up when he's not fully fit. Yeah, I mean, Bonomo played so bad that he retired. <laughs> yeah. So that, <laughs> yeah. that did happen. That's a case, legit uh, fact. In case you didn't know. Um, That's so sad. The man retired <laughs> yeah. this offseason. Yeah. There were a couple comments about like, oh, we need a backup striker. We need a backup striker. And my response to them was like, name me one team in the league that has a high quality backup number nine. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't happen. Like, seriously, like I'm struggling to think of a team that I'm like, yes, they have good depth at the number nine position. Mm -hmm. It's just hard to find quality backup forwards that'll pay play for $35,000 a year. Yeah. Like if they're that good, they'll go be a starter somewhere. They're, you know. they're going to go be a starter somewhere or they're going up in league. Exactly. So I'm not that concerned. I think I, I think we hit it on the head. If Awasa goes out, Belmar will rotate up and Formella or Bijev will play in on the wing. And again, as a backup, I'm ecstatic yeah. about that. Those are two quality players that can play on that side. Um, my concern is more backup in the midfield. We've said that before. Like Just looking at our lineup here, it has... Um, 
in, in like a, a, a light shade of gray, the, the backup mm-hmm. for each position. And Skundrick has nobody under his name. Roro has nobody under his name, but I'm not that concerned because I think we can play a more of a four, two, three, one, like we did last year and we'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then McCrary not having a backup under his name doesn't bother me either because Gomez can do that when he comes back from mm-hmm. his injury. But Skundrick, I, I mean, unless it's Wheeler Omunu, th- there's nobody else. And if he doesn't turn out to be a quality player, then we're in trouble. Yeah. So that's my that's my only concern about squad depth. In terms of the squad makeup itself, I actually feel pretty good about this. This this eleven. What do you, what do you guys think about this eleven? Yeah. I, it, yeah. Go ahead. Good. Ahead. I think if this eleven is healthy, um, it's one of the best yeah, good teams point. in the league. My knowledge of the league is not extensive, but it's a very good team, especially compared to the the team that Sacramento fielded last year. So yeah, um, and yeah. and off the the center backs point, which seemed to be a concern for a lot of people, I'm hopeful for Hayden Sar- Sargis Sargis Sargis. Yep, one of those. I I think that if we could see Hilliard Ars be a solid center back, which I I think is realistic um and sarges comes up and it and he's young and he's proven to have a lot of potential um i'm hopeful for that pairing and when you have barahona um sarges fulfilling potential hilliard arst as a solid center back and mccrary as your back line um that sounds pretty good so uh because people are worried about keenan and i understand that but i'm hopeful for sarges 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 um, uh, so yeah, that's the, that is what we have right now. Um, as far as a potential lineup, uh, I think the consensus is that overall we're, we're feeling pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the last thing I'll say is with the contracted players we have right now, the roster is at 19 mm-hmm. before you account these trialists, which you shouldn't, they're not signed yet. Yeah. So I really don't know what other signings are going to be made? I mean, if you assume that these two guys from the Academy that are on trial, they get Academy contracts that Uh brings it up to 21. Maybe that means Chavez is going to be that backup center mid, but that's about it. I mean, I don't, I don't know what other senior signings are going to be made. I think, I think the squad is done. I, I think Todd Donovan and Mark Briggs have done their work to get all first team players in for training camp so that they can start to build this new system with a new coach. And and just a little rabbit trail here, just off of Mark Briggs, something that Hayden had said to us, Hayden Partain uh, said to us is that um, he talked about uh, Mark Briggs getting the best out of BJEV, and it's actually something I think Mark Briggs brought up in the in the small interview interview we had with him was he brought up BJEV's name. So I think I'm going to be interested – during the season to watch hopefully the growth of BJEV um, in Mark Briggs' system. And so if he can develop Villian BJEV as a really solid backup, I think that's really good. We are back from our little break talking about team scouting reports. So we are going to go through 
between now and maybe the first week of the season, we're going to try to run through the majority of the teams in the Western Conference and give you a two to five minute scouting preview of that team. A lot of it is going to rely on what we saw last year, the players that they've brought in, and maybe a basic breakdown of the style they're going to play or something interesting or something that we think you should know. So some of them are going to be very in-depth because there's a lot there and they're really interesting and they mean a lot to us. And then some of them are not going to be that in-depth because we just don't think there's anything there. So today we're going to do the three California teams Mm. that Sacramento is going to play. So Zach has San Diego, Mm -hmm. Nolan has Orange County, and I, Scott, the ginge, am going to kick it off (laughs) with Los Dos LA Galaxy 2. They have brought back... Well, first of all, the interesting thing for me that sticks out is they already had like five or six players under contract, which I think is cool. So they signed guys to multi-year deals. So they're committed to their development. That's interesting, number one. And then they had options for another five or six. So off the bat, they were bringing back a core of like 10 to 12 players, which is very good for player development and building a a system uh, to, to progress players to the next level, which is Major League Soccer. They did change coaches last year. Mike Munoz is gone. I can't remember if it's the new guys that they brought in. Don't really care that much. <laughs> They've only brought in one player from FC Golden State Force, who I believe was a uh, like a, an NPSL team that is now a NISA team. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought in one player, and they're – they're going to be, it's just going to be a lot of the same from them. They're going to play a 4 3 3. It's going to be possession based. It, all the things that we've said from last year, it's going to be the same this year. There's going to be a lot of familiar faces. They have, like I said, about 12 players ish under contract. They'll sign five academy guys to make it 17, and then they'll loan guys down from the first team to fill out their roster. So all we know is the 12. You can go on the transfer tracker page on the USL uh, website. The, the, the league's website and look those players up and we're just not going to know who the other players are going to be right now the the biggest loss that they have is maybe they transferred frank lopez to oklahoma city which is good news for them you know they they're transferring players um but, but that that's about it the players that they chose to not sign really weren't big contributors to the team last year maybe a, a defender was a good contributor but most of the offensive uh, danger that they had last year, they brought back. Same with their midfielders. They brought those guys back. So I think we're going to see a lot of the same names. We're going to see a lot of the same formations, a lot of the same stuff from this team. So my question to you guys is, should we even be concerned about LA Galaxy 2 heading into 2020? 2020, Nolan, start with you. Of course not. They're just <laughs> idiots. A bunch of freaking idiots. <laughs> okay. That's Zach. all I have. Zach, what do you think? Uh, I don't know how to transition from that. I don't know if it was a joke <laughs> or not. <laughs> it is both. It was both. I, I, I think from a, from a playing standpoint, it's a rivalry. Los Dos is always somebody that's going to give us trouble just because it is, it's just a rivalry. Um, but... Yeah, I, you just kind of never know what you're going to get with Los Dos because you have players coming up, you have players going down. It is a true 
100% feeder team, farm team um, for the senior club of LA Galaxy. Uh, I don't really think there's much else to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's the preview for LA Galaxy. So like we said, some will be shorter. Here's going to be a bit longer one. Nolan? It might not be that long. (laughs) Longer than mine is what I'm saying. It might be. Yeah. 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 So I had Orange County SC, formerly Orange County Blues, formerly something else they yeah, pride know. themselves on having a long history since 2009 but they weren't even the same team so i don't think it really counts <laughs> um their big signing this offseason has been thomas and Volson, someone we all know very well in 2018 when he played for orange county he was runner-up for the golden boot um in the league east and west with 20 goals and 10 assists um so contributed a lot to their uh wow, he had 10 assists yeah wow i know yeah I contributed know. a lot to their to their forward effort he's um, good i don't know whether he played as a striker for them or if it he was played more a second striker i didn't mm, even know the system he, he played, played he played as a 10 or sorry as a as a nine okay okay because he played as a 10 for second okay. yeah anyway um so scored a lot of goals there um and we wish him the best success but just not that much when it's not against us. Match. Yeah. Um, or like against really anyone else, like hope that you, yeah, suck. I hope you like are 12th <laughs> on the table, but that you have a good individual season. Exactly. That's yeah. ideally what we hope for. Um, but he's 32, going to be 33 midway through the season. Yeah. Let's, let's hope I hope they well. do well enough to just miss the playoffs. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he has a great season and has yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Like I hope he scores all their goals, yeah. like 50 goals, but nobody yeah. else scores. Any. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And he makes a lot of money. Um, their big roster retentions this year, they have a 17-year-old goalie in Aaron Cervantes. We saw him when he played Sacramento in the last season. We made a note of it, like, hey, look out for this goalie. He's a kid. Um, he's a decent player. Um, they have a defensive midfielder uh, in Aiden Quinn, who we've talked about on the show before. He is on was on a two-year contract, so he's running out uh, the last year of his contract in 2020. Uh, we have poor man Solomon Asante, as Scott refers to him, otherwise known as Darwin Jones. He's back with the club. And they also have Harry Forrester, formerly of Rangers and formerly of uh, another like third division English side and then formerly of an Iranian team because they hated him so much at Rangers. They sent him to Iran. I thought it was, it was just really <laughs> weird. I was listening to it. Or- yeah. <laughs> I was listening to the Orange County podcast and they were like, oh, Harry. they were interviewing a guy from Rangers um so let me preface this orange county over right before christmas what nothing okay i'm i know what you're gonna say okay they have a part they've announced a partnership with rangers fc which is a team in scotland um that's really historic and really good yeah so they were interviewing like a Stephen fan. Gerard. Yeah, it's Stephen Gerard. They're historic manager. in that they went bankrupt and got yeah. relegated and I then heard came about back. That. Their their history goes beyond that. But yeah, yeah. that's the reason. But it's like history. 150 years old. Yeah. Yeah, but now their manager is Stephen Gerard. Um anyway, they were talking to a supporters group president or something and talking about their new partnership. And he was like, Yeah, we hate Harry Forrester because he didn't pass the ball in an old firm derby, which is like their derby with Celtic. Um and so they shipped him off to Iran. Um, anyway, but he plays for Orange County now, so he, things are looking up. Um, yeah, the the notable news around the club is their partnership with Rangers. Um, and it actually seems like it's substantive. Like, you've seen other teams around the USL form partnerships. I, like, air-quoted air that. Air-quotes partnerships, because yeah. Because they're not really partnerships. Like, Phoenix has a partnership with Galatasaray, and I don't even think any of 
the Phoenix yeah, people the, have been together. That's the right. only partnership that actually like does something is Tampa Bay's, where like they With legitimately Norwich? get players on loan from Norwich. I think they had two players on loan from Norwich last year, yeah. and they signed one of them, and then they got a different player on loan yeah. this season. So and they're they're like twenty year old. Dang. Yeah, that's cool. And the players actually love it because you play in Florida, yeah, and not yeah England, yeah. yeah. So you get some. Sun, That's what they were talking about. Some beaches. Yeah. yeah. That's what they were talking about with this Rangers partnership. Like, one, it's great for both players on both sides of, uh, of, the equation. But um, the it's going to be something like that Tampa Bay relationships. So like already, three Orange County Academy players have gone over to Scotland and played with the um, academy team, and they were like on trial. So there was the opportunity of them getting picked up by the team none of them did aaron cervantes the goalkeeper was one of them experience yeah you get the yeah. experience of playing in scotland which is a, huge a big deal. deal yeah i mean fc dallas has the same thing with Bayern munich yeah um so it was, that was really cool and they're really excited about that um anyway that's my thought and that's it that's it nolan you have so much more <laughs> i know but <laughs> you I, don't want to talk about michael orozco or oh, oh no actually i hate him let's skip yeah, yeah michael orozco sucks yeah. boo him whenever he touches Moving the ball on. um Let's I mean, see. do we want what to talk about the other stuff? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the there's they have like they pride themselves very much in like developing youth in yes. Southern California. This this is what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, talk about this. Okay, so uh, they made the history books in August of 2019 for signing the youngest ever male athlete to a professional soccer contract in the United States. That's long a long thing, but um, he was like 14 years old in like wow. six days or something. Like young young kid signed to a pro contract. Um, don't think he made. A start with them. no i don't think he did yeah um, but he was like on the contract which was a big deal and then they also signed for like three games brian Brieng kayo um who is currently with the men's national team at camp um he's only 17 so he's waiting like we talked about earlier to turn 18 before he can get signed to an international team which is a fifa rule yeah so i've, I've heard an interview with the gm oliver wise yeah and he basically says he signs these guys to, you know, four or five year contracts and then lets them go essentially for free. Like if a team comes calling, he's, they say like, Hey, we'll, we'll let you take him almost for free, but we want like a 25% sell on clause, smart, something like that. So yeah. they're playing the long game, long game yep. when it comes to uh, youth development and earning money off of those guys. Right, yeah. yeah. And there's another guy there. There's somebody else. I can't remember his name that is in Europe right now that came through Orange, Orange County, County and is he's on trial and going to sign and they're projecting to make money off of his sale and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, yeah. And so sounds really cool. And um, their partnership with Rangers sounded really cool. And when I was doing all this research, I started to get a little like envious, like, ah, it'd be so cool to have a partnership uh, with yeah. like Sheffield United or something like that. Or it'd be so cool to have a, you know, a talented player that was with the men's national team right now. Um, but at, like at first I was like feeling like all these emotions, but then I was like, Oh, but put yourself in the shoes of like an orange County fan. Like literally these partnerships and the talented youngsters are like the only hope you have in your team because they're never going to be an MLS club. There's already three, two. There's already two in, There's Southern, already two in yeah. Southern California. There's like, I don't think they even have that, that the ownership group has that as an ambition of the team of like, no, 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 no. Going to MLS. So like, they have no hope of playing in the top division in the U.S. like ever, and they're not the most ambitious, even championship side. 
So they're not going to. This gonna, is all they have. <laughs> yeah, like all they have is like, oh, we know just Steven Gerrard. I, I would say they're pretty, financially in terms of player wages, yeah. they're fairly ambitious. I mean, they, they give some good players contracts. good money. Yeah, I would say that Sacramento, in terms of player development, has a little bit longer to go just because there are some really good clubs in Southern California yeah. and San Diego, as we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we maybe won't mention it was San Diego loyal, mm-hmm. stupid name, but <laughs> Sacramento kind of had to work their way that way where yeah. Orange County was like, Oh, there's all these amazing players. Let's just get them in and then sell them. Like yeah. we don't have to develop them. They're already being developed. All we have to do is sign them to a contract, wait a couple years and then sell, on. sell them for, you know, a small fee and then get the our big money when they get sold again in Europe for, you know, let's say it's five hundred thousand dollars. Well, okay, twenty, you know, fifty percent of five hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Like, that's how they're planning on making money. So, yeah. and yeah. it it makes it like Sacramento hasn't been able to do that because they've been so focused on MLS expansion. So yeah. you can yeah. only have so many chips. They have other players. ambitions. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and they have the same coach, so you're gonna see a lot of the same things. Yeah, four two Stylist, three one. It's been, yeah, yep. Well, let's move on to Zach with Yay. San Diego. Last but not the least, Labradoodles the or whatever. San Diego Loyals. What is a loyal? I do not know. What is a loyal? A that loyal. sounds like a poem title. Loyal. <laughs> well, they're the Loyals, plural. Yeah. There's, so, so there's plural loyal. It's loyals a flock that of are birds plural. commonly it's found off the southern coast of Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> no one just in the 1860s, whalers. I'm gonna Google it. Zach, keep talking. <laughs> From Indonesia, uh, this is the Loyals' inaugural season. Um, despite their lackluster name, they do have a pretty cool crest. Hmm. I'll give them that. Some fun colors in there. They are coached by the great receding hairline that is Landon Donovan. Oh, he's full bald, bro. Yeah. No, he's not. Well, he won't shave like the sides. I yeah, you're right. But it's just like the top no, is give, gone. Give up already. Like just, just the, his hair know, has given up. His hair, he needs to give up on his hair. Moving on, they're also on a serious note. Their their senior advisor is uh, Paul Buckle, hmm. which is interesting, and it explains I think Buckle's location status as of the last several months. We've seen him; he has a house here and he lives here in, in California. Um, but we knew him to be an advisor for Southampton, and we were like, well that's in england what is he doing here um and i think this kind of explains that he is their senior um advisor and i think his influence technically i'm sure will be seen on the pitch and if you want to know more about that go check out our podcast with hayden partain where he talks about buckles technical identity and formation decisions um with us great plug always Mm. plug boys always plug plug um, to go over some big signings that uh, the Loyals have uh, I've made, uh, Emra Clementa, a man we know well. I have a signed, game-worn uh, pair of shorts from him that Scott gifted me for Christmas one year. I love those. They're great. I loved Emra Clementa. He was a great player. I watched him sit on the bench next to Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yes, yes. I, I saw that too. Uh, good caveat into the man has technically MLS experience. Mm. Um, he can. I think he played in two games. And Legend. he played well. I I remember seeing highlights and I was like, okay, play well. Thank anyway, uh, he was their second official signing. He plays center back. He can play fullback. Um, and at least at the USL level, we know him to be a dangerous player. Overall, a very good early signing for the Loyals, I believe. Uh, another big signing that they made was Sal Zizzo. 
Zizo. 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 Like, Zizo. like Sal Zizo. I, I like Zizo because it's close to Lizzo. Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Sal Zizo, another American defender for the U.S. level. He comes with a great resume. Uh, definitely a player to build around. He's played for Atlanta. He's played for New York Red Bulls, Timbers. He's played for Chivas. Um, he's made some appearances at the international level. Chivas back. USA or Chivas de Guadalajara? Uh, Chivas, I believe, USA. Okay. Yes. Mm. Back in the day when that was a thing. Um, he's made, yeah, he's made some international appearances back in the day um, for the U20s and U23s. And he also spent some time in the Bundesliga with Hanova. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the Loyals' first signing as a club. I think it's a strong one. Um, he's from San Diego. He's from, it's a hometown guy, uh, and I think and another strong defender. So uh, a good piece to build around. Some other notable players that they've signed: Eric Avila, uh, midfielder; Irvin Raul Para, forward; Joe Greenspan, another solid defender. I hate that signing. Because he's really good. He is really good, and that's and that makes three really solid um, defender signings. So is the Real Mandiola signing that okay. you haven't said yet. But sorry, they're you, making good you, signings, you and it pisses me away, off. You took away my thunder. Raul Mendiola was the man I was going to end with here. Raul Mendiola, 25-year-old midfielder, played for Reno the last couple years. Last year, the year before he was with Vegas. Mm. Did he come mid-season? Okay. Played one year with Reno. I thought he played two, but he played one he, year with Reno. He, he might have, but and, he also played Vegas. Well, for last year, he's a midfielder, and last year for Reno, he had four goals, eight assists, and a FOP mob rating of 7.05. If you don't know what FOP mob is, that's a pretty decent rating. He's a solid midfielder. He's a really good midfielder. Um, and I think overall, I think it's a good start for a new club. There's a lot of solid cornerstone pieces in place. I think they're going to have... A really solid black back line there to work from, and Raul Mendiola is a great midfielder at the USL level. Yeah, it makes me mad. It yeah, makes Irvin Scott Parra mad. was really good too. Was he with Austin last year? Ir- Irvin Irvin Para, he was with Seattle, and then he went down to Austin. I, th- uh, I think it was maybe Vegas or Orange County. I don't think it was Austin. I'm, had that really old guy. I'm looking this up. But Irvin yeah. Para has been around the league, and he's he's good. Yeah. He, he can score. Irvin and if I could return to what I mentioned earlier, um, our man with the receding hairline, Landon Donovan. Yeah. He is the coach of this club. I watched a clip from him. They had this little uh, little video of his kind of first speech to the club. Uh, he he kind of represented himself as a bit of a hard ass mm-hmm. and um, uh, didn't really talk too much in that video about um, tactics or formation wise and I was just wondering hey Scott maybe what do you think what do you think this club could look like formation wise what do you think they'll look like on the pitch so I think based on the like 10-ish players that they have announced um, something along the lines of a 4-3-3-ish mm-hmm. it's hard to tell because uh, uh I listened to an interview with Landon Donovan and he, he skirted around the answer. He was like, yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you, but fair. I, I think it'll be something along the lines of four, three, three ish. If you look at what Landon did well as a player, um, like, like where he's played in, in Germany and in England and in, in, in the, in major league soccer, 
I think he enjoys players that are a bit more technical. So I think they're going to try to play beautiful soccer, which is what he said. He's like, you know, we want to play beautiful soccer. So I think he's really going to do his best to to do that. And if you look at, if you, you know, Greenspan and um, Clementa as your center backs, mm. you've got you've got the, the core right there that can pass. Greenspan maybe isn't an amazing passer with the ball, but he's above average. And then I think Clementa, because he his career has been, you know, play as a forward, started his career as a forward, and then has slowly worked back to being a, a center back. He's good with the ball at his feet. So I think just based on those two signings, based on that interview, they're going to try to pass. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what the formation is. Yeah. But they've made really good signings. Raul Mendiola can eat up space in the midfield. Salzizo at right back is going to be probably better than the majority of people that are playing in the league because he played a long time in Major League Soccer. And I, I don't remember. I mean, Irvin Parra can can score when opportunities are created. So I, I think look for some signings that are going to be maybe some dangerous wingers and then just bulldog a couple more bulldog midfielders, maybe one more creative midfielder. I don't know the profile of all the players that they've signed, but if what I'm thinking is right. Look for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if anything, it's something to be looking out for as the season progresses, how is this team playing? Is it working for them? Um, they'll definitely be an exciting, intriguing team to watch. Hmm. Yep. Well, that is the end of our show. Unless my esteemed colleagues have any more news or notes to add. I think we're good. I think we are good. Well, as always, glory, glory, Sacramento. Sacramento.